great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. So Judge Janine has a new book coming out and... There was a reception held tonight in her honor, and I want to thank John and Margot Castamatidis for uh, inviting us. And it was nice to see Sid. Sid and I are on opposite schedules, but it was so nice to see Sid uh, just a few hours ago. Kellyanne Conway was there from the uh, Trump administration, Geraldo Rivera, a number of people that I've known for years, and I haven't seen Kellyanne Conway uh, face-to-face in about 11 years, but it was so nice to uh, see her. This morning's show, I'm finally starting to understand how we are in the mess that we are in with this type of behavior tolerated for so long. But I am tipping my hat this morning to Hunter College. They told an adjunct professor, good riddance, sayonara. You are the weakest link. You are fired. A New York City college professor who literally threatened a New York Post reporter with a machete, with a machete, as she's been fired as a lawsuit that she has against the NYPD has emerged. So it's standard when there's a news story. And and th- th- this happened because students that are pro-life had a display set up, and I felt so bad for these poor students. They They were so nice, based on the audio clip, And you see this adjunct professor walk up to the table and tell them what they're doing is propaganda, and she destroys their display and storms off. So, of course, the New York Post, as, as any news organization would do, goes to her apartment for a reaction, and she emerges with a machete. But that wasn't the only time with the machete. She then outside on the street, realizes that the post photographer took a photo of her and she's chasing the photographer who's forced to run into the middle of the street with a machete. This is a college professor. I want you to listen to this, and we've looped it a couple of times. So what happens when the New York Post reporter knocks on her door and she comes out with a machete? Get the away from my door. Get the away from my door. Let's let's get out of here. You can't do that. Get the away from my door. Get the away from my door. Let's let's get out of here. You can't do that. Away from my door. Get the away from my door. Let's let's get out of here. I, I can't, you can't do that. I can't believe it. And so the the reporter with the photographer is rushing to get away from her apartment door as she's standing with a machete over his head. Her name, Charlene Rodriguez. She's been fired by Hunter College just hours after she was caught on camera holding the blade to the veteran reporter's neck while threatening to chop him up outside her Bronx apartment. This is the reality of what we're dealing with. The problems that we face in this city, this is why I'm highlighting this issue, is because things like this have been tolerated for so long. This type of behavior 
has become the new norm. The new norm all across the country. And the next one, you can't make this up. You can't make this up. A Hollywood writer would not do a good job, as good a job, on this one. Just on Monday's show, I pointed out the absolute hypocrites that Jordan Neely's family is. Oh, they have everything to say now involving the case with the U.S. Marine. Where were they when Neely needed help with his mental illness? Where were they when he needed a place to stay? How about that? Well, now we know why perhaps the uncle was not around to help his nephew. Now we have a reason. Jordan Neely's uncle, his uncle, the same one that said just the other day that Daniel Penny, the Marine, doesn't deserve a plea deal, that uncle has been arrested for pickpocketing. The same uncle, that uncle, 44-year-old Christopher Neely, has been acting as somewhat, something or somewhat of a representative for the grieving family. In the aftermath of the 30-year-old nephew's May 1st death, frequently speaking out about the lightning rod case. But what he didn't tell us was that Mr. Neely, the uncle, was also allegedly wanted for a pattern of grand larceny. You can't make this up. Including handbag thefts and a member of the NYPD's pickpocket team spotted Neely of Hamilton Hamilton Heights at about 11 p.m. Monday near the Manhattan bus station. And he apparently took off when the officer approached him and apparently fought back when the cops caught up to him after a brief a brief chase. You can't make this stuff up, folks. In a moment, we're going to start with your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So Hunter College has told this professor, Charlene Rodriguez, you're out of here. The college took immediate action. What type of professors, the new norm, this is the new norm in the world that we live in. And of course, and we see your calls coming in, we're going to start with them momentarily. How many more mentally ill attacks before the politicians finally say enough is enough? When is enough is enough? I'd say about two years ago. Enough is enough was right before Mayor Adams took office. Remember what he was promising to do to clean up the city with his law enforcement background? Enough is enough. Police have arrested a man for that horrific near-fatal subway attack where a woman at a subway station on the Upper East Side was shoved into a train. The woman kept asking a witness, am I going to die? She suffered critical head and spinal injuries. The 39-year-old suspect is charged with attempted murder and assault. In connection to the attack on the 35-year-old woman, this happened Sunday, just after 6 a.m. on the platform of the Lexington Avenue 63rd Street Station. The victim from Queens was walking on the platform when the man came up from behind her and pushed her head into an E-train that was stopped at the station. Family members worry if she'll ever be able to walk again following two surgeries, two surgeries already. A GoFundMe page has been set up for the victim. And also, 
Mayor Adams, maybe he's finally uh, looking at the handwriting on the wall. Maybe he's getting the email. He's seeking court approval to suspend New York City's right to shelter rule in wake of the migrant crisis. My contention all along, Mr. Mayor, you don't have to suspend it. All you have to do is go to court, have your lawyers go to court, let the advocates sue. That's what they do. Stall them for a good year. Have corporation counsel stall them for a good year or as long as humanly possible. And then you argue the migrants are not covered under the right to shelter law. This, as the mayor's budget boss says, New York City is on track to blow past the $4.3 billion migrant cost estimate. No, really, as the state, the governor, Governor Hochul, uh, is apparently set to announce as soon as next week a plan that includes a total of 1,500 beds at the University of Buffalo, Stony Brook University, and the University of Albany. That's a bad move. The kids are almost out of school but you have students going to summer school. The kids will be back in the fall. And is this really the type of environment that you want on college campuses? The answer is no. The answer is no. Let's start with your telephone calls. Let's begin with Mark in upstate New York. Good morning, Mark. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, Dominic, you're great. Uh, I'm going to get right to the point. Um, I'm going to play uh, devil's advocate here. Um, Go for nobody it. Nobody wants to see anybody needlessly die. Um, however, I wonder what would happen if um, they found out that there was this strapping Marine that had been sitting there reading the paper, looking at his phone while you're this already, went down. You already know the answer. And, Go ahead, Mark. Continue. No, and and, and, and he just watched this happen. Right, right, right. I've raised that possibility. I wonder. All hell would break loose. All hell would break loose. The left would be condemning the entire Marine Corps. Uh, Mr. Exactly. Mr. They would, Mr. Exactly. The, the, the Marines family. His training, Go ahead. his training was of no use in a, a practical standpoint. And and when he could do something, he just watched it. So, um, yes, yes. Thank you. Uh, and Mark, thank you, thank you for that uh, for that good point. Uh, Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Let's go to a Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. What's on your mind? Yeah, Dominic. Hi. Good morning. I would like to make two points about two separate issues here that you raised. First of all, as far as this woman that was pushed into the train. Keep your eye on that attempted murder charge. Follow it very closely because it's probably going to disappear. If this woman was not black, that attempted murder charge is going to go down very quickly to assault. It's that much. That's number one. Okay, wait, okay? wait, wait. Hold on, Larry. Everything yes. does not have to be race. And two, she's not black. Okay, well, Alvin Black, Alvin, Alvin, Alvin Bragg, we know where, what his orientation is. So believe me, well, watch, just watch it because that attempted murder charge should stick. You throw, you push somebody into a tra- into a train, whether that train is in the station or not, it's attempted murder. Okay, that's my first point. Okay. My second point is, in, in reference to the Machete case. Okay, uh, do you think do you think that by by uh, by by congratulating Hunter College for firing uh, this woman? That you uh, re- that you relieved this case of the absurdity that it was. No, you didn't. You know why? Because you didn't talk about her arrest. It's like she wasn't arrested for for menacing a reporter with a with a machete. That that's more absurd than Hunter College not firing her, and you didn't even talk about that. Well, Larry, the the college and and the climate of what we live in, where. It seems like these days there's no repercussions for almost anything. I think it's commendable that the college did not say, let's wait and see, let's investigate, let's see where the facts lead us. The college did the responsible thing and said, adjunct professor, you're out of here. 
So who knows what's going to happen later on today? Maybe the NYPD will arrest her. Maybe the New York Post said that they didn't want to press charges. I don't know, Larry, but we don't have that information as of right now. Just pointing it out because I wouldn't be too surprised if that was tolerated. In other words, you know, uh, it's like, oh, it's, it's an anomalous situation. The police are saying this. It's an anomalous situation. She's a professor, and she was accosted by the media. What do you say? Larry, there's no one that can justify. Thank you for the call, Larry. There is no one that can justify a professor adjunct or not, pulling out a machete simply because a reporter knocked on your door. There is no one that can justify students doing absolutely nothing wrong, but uh, having an information table that a pro-life, there's absolutely no justification of accusing them in a, in a, in a, in a confrontational way of spreading propaganda, pointing your hand at the male student and stating you can't have a baby anyway and then pushing all the pamphlets off the table as the students stand there not knowing what to do. There is, And this is supposed to be a role model, a, a faculty member. And then if all of that is not enough, when somehow she's outside with the New York Post and the post gets a uh, a photo, and machete in hand, she takes off running after the photographer, who is forced to run into the middle of the street where there is traffic. And so maybe the post said they're not pressing charges. Maybe the NYPD will make an arrest today. But at least we know that this lady will not be back in a classroom. Joe and Jericho, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic Paisano. This American Marine paid his way through Hunter College more than a few years ago. And I had some great teachers, some good, some general, and some garbage. Professor Manka was a great Italian teacher. Professor July, he was as waspy as you can get, and they had a teaching Afro studies. The bottom line is this girl is, this nut is a lunatic. Ironically, life is cheap in New York City, sadly. It's cheap. The bottom line is she intimidates and, and stands up for killing babies, and then she does it by violence, by tearing up the, the, the uh, pro-life uh, demonstration, the, uh, the pro-life uh, setup, and then she threatens reckless endangerment, tries to kill the reporter. You know, by the way, the 13-year-old young man was shot in the head a few days ago, and Stapleton in front of the Stapleton houses, and sadly, the big 36 hours ago, he died, God rest his soul. 17-year-old punk was arrested. Two young men, 13 and 11, in the drowned in the river. Where is the borough president? Where is Adams? Where is Hochul? Where is Archbishop Cardinal of the Archdiocese of And where is Sharpton? Life doesn't mean anything in New York. It's to be one of the abortion capitals of the world. This used to be a great town. It stinks, and it's a shame that life has been coming. They, they devalueize life. God's greatest gift is life and salvation through Christ, and yet it's devalued, and there's no excuse for that. I hope that this nut gets all the felonies thrown at her and gets some jail time. But it is good that Hunter College did suspend her or fire her. No, they fired her. Joe, I I, I hear you, and I thank you for the call, and you have a uh, wonderful morning. She is gone I want you folks to hear again. I want you to hear this again. What happened when, and and I've done this a million times myself, the assignment desk gives you the assignment. Listen, this is what we have. Dominic, go up to the Bronx. Here's the address. Here's the telephone number. Get a comment from her. Get a comment that we can use for the article. We're running the article. We, you know, we, we need reaction from the professor. Knock, knock, knock. She opens the door. Post reporter and photographer, and this is what happens. Away from my door. Get the away from my door. Let's let's get out of here. You can't do that. Away from my door. Get the away from my door. Let's let's get out of here. You can't do that. And and folks, right? So so you're you're listening to it in the background. She's literally holding 
a machete up to his head, to his neck. And that's when he says, you can't do this. Let's get out of here. He's trying to defuse the situation. All she has to do is swing, and he's decapitated. And this is a former, now former professor at Hunter College. At Hunter College. And it begs the question, who would hire a nut like this to be in the classroom? I get it. It's hard to find adjunct professors. I I, I understand. I've been offered uh, adjunct uh, opportunities, but the money was just too low. And so I understand how hard it is. But who would put this woman in a classroom teaching young people? And she's running around, not once but twice, waving a machete. Tony in New Jersey, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic, how are you tonight? Good, good. Go right ahead, Tony. I hope you're doing well. So I've had on my mind, um, you know, talking, thinking about May is National Mental Health Month. And I've actually listened to your commercials, which are phenomenal. And I I, I really think people are underestimating in our country, especially we lock down cities. Um that that whole COVID lockdown um, sort of increased the insanity that's already amongst us because it sort of accelerated it, if you will. You know, the compounding, like when you put your money in the bank, compounding annually. And I think for that reason, you know, people don't realize how scary um, the city is because we have so many people who have been unattended, who have gone through traumas during the lockdown. And it's it's amazing because in this instance, the woman had a machete. With all this, with all this commotion about gun control, this woman had a machete. You don't need, if you're crazy, it doesn't matter what your weapon is. You're crazy is the point, which is what we've been hearing. So I really have to stress that People are very dangerous, and this is this is amazing. A reporter doing his job. I was just flawed when I heard it. This is the first I heard of it. So thank God she didn't hurt anybody at the school, and thank God she didn't hurt the reporter. We can only thank God for that, and that she was hopefully put away somewhere because she's in distress. Well, Tony, thank you, thank, thank you as always, Tony. You, you make some good points as it relates to COVID, but – but I, I don't know necessarily if it's COVID-related, a backlash uh, on an emotional level, on a mental level from, from COVID. I think it's it's a nonstop, and thank you for the call, Tony, a nonstop message, nonstop from progressives. You can do anything you want. If you're a person of color, you've been injured. You've been wronged. You can do what you want. We've got your back. Don't don't worry about the district attorneys. They won't prosecute. We got you. You don't want to pay your train fare? Don't pay it. You've been wronged. The, the, the system is rigged against you. Do whatever you want. It's now our turn. This is our justice. We're going to treat others any way we want to. Essentially, that is what is happening. And when progressive politicians stand up there and make every excuse under the sun or destructive behavior, this is the result of it. You have an adjunct professor that thinks she has every right to wave a machete, not once but twice, at reporters because she doesn't like what's going on. In a moment, I'm going to go to Molly, who apparently is a a former professor at Hunter College. But first, I want to go to Russ in White Plains. Good morning, Russ. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Uh, You know, I just wonder... This woman might have perceived that as an invasion of her her privacy going to her home. It's almost a form of doxing because it opens her up to harm by other people. But, you know, it reminded me, if I can bring up the Citibank woman, they also went to her home, invaded her privacy. And I want to ask you. Russ, Russ, it's not invading your privacy. It's not invading. I know it's not. We, We have every First Amendment right. Now, 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 I've done this a million times myself. If 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 some if a reporter stands out your door outside your door for five hours, then mm-hmm. yes, that's borderline. But because you're upset that we're coming for a reaction, 
sorry. The, the, yeah. the reporter has every every right to stand there and seek a reaction, period. Well, well I do think she overreacted. You know, a, a black woman once held a knife to my groin and offered me a ghetto vasectomy because I questioned her about her going to a meeting. You know, I mean, that might be the weapon of choice. It's an effective threat. It's an overreaction. But, but it's, you know, going to her house, I think, you know, that's going too far. But okay, can I ask so, wait, about- so wait, Russ, I just want to make sure I got this right. Yeah. What the reason why I'm focusing on this story is I'm trying to yeah. to I'm trying to zero in on the world of dysfunction that we live in. So it's a violation of her privacy and she has a right to come outside the door waving a machete not once but twice and not just waving it having it inches away from the reporter's head. Well, it wasn't overreaction, but the same is true overreacting on everything. The Citibank woman, those four guys were trying to steal her bike. If she pulled a gun and shot them, a pregnant woman, they'd be asking what those four guys' arrest records were, just like Jordan Neely. You see what I'm saying? It's situational. If she had just shot them with a 38, we'd be talking a different story. Thanks, Dom. Okay, thank you, Russ. But, but again, there's no justification. No justification. None. Not I for a reporter doing their job and you want to pull out a machete and you're supposed to be a, a a pillar of the community, a role model, and you pull out a machete and then you chase them down to the street out of the apartment building because what did the post photographer do? He took your picture and she chases him down the street, waving a machete He runs into traffic, the middle of the street, trying to get away from her. If he was hit by a car, she could be looking at a manslaughter or a fatally hit or murder charge. I see we have Molly uh, in Manhattan, who is a former professor at Hunter College. I am going to take a break. When we come back, I really want to hear what Molly has to say. Plus, we have an arrest of the woman whose face was shoved into the train. The police have made an arrest in that case. A possibility she may not ever walk again. When is enough? Enough. And straight out of Hollywood, straight out of Hollywood, Jordan Neely, the Marine and Mr. Neely, who was uh, homeless and mentally ill, the one that's, you know, self-righteous now and and, 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 you know, and the Marine, the Marine shouldn't get a plea bargain. The Marine should go to jail on and on and on. Well, he's just been arrested. The uncle, he's just been arrested for pickpocketing and scamming people and stealing their belongings. At least we now know why no one was there to help this homeless man, why no family member was there to help this homeless man with his mental problems. We'll be right back. Talk Radio 77 Now. Here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are taking your calls. You can also follow me on Twitter, and Twitter is another way where you can reach me directly at Dominic TV, at Dominic TV. We're taking your calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Emails, another way to reach me this morning, Dominic.Carter. At WABCRadio.com, Dominic Dot Carter at WABCRadio.com, Hunter College, the machete professor who went after a reporter for doing his job. All he did was knock on her door. Ma'am, uh, do, do, is, do you have a reaction for why the students that are pro-life, they were just... They were just passing out informational information. They weren't even passing it out. It was on the table. Ma'am, you walked up to the table and just destroyed their material 
and said this was propaganda. And then you said to the male student that you can't even have a baby anyway. Professor, is there a reason, any legitimate reason why you did that? And for that question, she comes out with a machete and holds it to the Post reporter's head. He says, we're out of here. Then they're outside. And this professor chases the photographer up the block with a machete. He runs into the middle of the street with traffic because he doesn't know if he's about to be chopped up by this lady. And um, in a minute, I'm going to tell you about her lawsuit from the George Floyd protest against the NYPD. And I'm supposed to believe with a straight face that officers abused this woman after. How would you feel as a cop? Okay, uh, Officer Carter, we've got a complaint that during the uh, George Floyd protest that you were rough with this woman and, and you handcuffed her and the handcuffs were too tight and she's now complaining and she's suing the city. How do you think I would feel when two years later I read the lady? You don't even have to read it. You see video. You see literally video. You see her holding the machete up to the Post reporter's head. And I'm supposed to believe that this lady is on the up and up. Progressive politicians, you need to crawl back into the hole that you came out of. We can't afford this anymore. Law and order. Law and order. Let's change it. Order and law. Any way you want to say it, that's what we need. Molly, a former professor at Hunter College. Good morning, Molly. What's on your mind? Good morning. First, I want to say that I've admired you for a long time because of your level-headedness and intelligence. Well, thank you. Thank you. You you are what 98% of today's journalists are not. And also, Russ, go read up about the First Amendment because I bet you wouldn't call if they were standing outside Giuliani's house or whatever. So I just wanted to say that. Fair enough. I um, I got canceled. This is not a get even with Hunter. I got canceled because I refused to be the woke professor. I teach screenwriting and comedy writing, and that's why I was there. I wasn't there to tell my students who to vote for. Or whatever, but you, as you may know, that's what faculty is today all over the country. And uh, in terms of her turning over the table of the kids who were pro-life, every week when I went to teach, you have to take an elevator up to the second floor. I would be accosted by Students for Justice for Palestine, and I'm not saying they don't have a right to, you know, to have their own opinions. There wasn't one table of you know, it, it, Hillel or, or pro-Israeli students. And the, the Jewish students there were intimidated by both faculty and, the, you know, the extremist students. So that's what I experienced there. It's a horrible place to work. And, and they didn't even fire, like you said before. They didn't even fire this woman when she overturned their table and told them, you know, that they don't have a right to an opinion. So... And well, Molly, I I appreciate your opinion, and you and you're correct. Uh, this this initial uh, incident happened a few weeks ago, and uh, yeah. it just became public uh, as of recently. And um, listen, folks, uh, if if a reporter is ever knocking at your door, thank you for the call, Molly. Have a beautiful morning. If a journalist is ever knocking at your door, they have every right to be there. Trust me when I tell you this, folks. Now, you, you are afforded rights as well. They don't have a right to, to stay there, to bang on your door repeatedly. And I'm telling you what happens, folks. So let's say, let's say a child is, uh, is viciously murdered, let's just say in the Bronx. The unfortunate side of my business, the unfortunate side of my business is that the assignment desk, a managing editor will tell you, don't come back without a reaction. And so what that means is your cameraman is rolling behind you as you knock on the door a hundred times. And at a family's worst possible moment in life, you have a reporter out there asking for a comment. 
And so the, the way that I would always try and do it is I would tell the cameraman, no, don't record. Let me knock first. And I, I would try my, my entire career. I have tried to, I feel this is important to treat people the way I would like to be treated. And so by all accounts, from what I could see in the video with the post photographer and for, and, uh, and reporter, they didn't do anything wrong. This lady's got some serious problems and you're letting her in the classroom to teach. Let's go to Joe in the Bronx. Good morning, Joe. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Great show. Great topic. Thank uh, you. Yeah. I, well, uh, this uh, professor ought to be a former professor. I think that her professorship She's been fired. license. Y- yes, I, I realize that, but she should be um, she should be prevented from ever entering the classroom again on right. a Remember, level. Joe, I, I, you don't need a license to be an adjunct, but go ahead. Okay, yeah. I mean, what she did I, I, I depicts her, her state of, uh, you know, mental illness. Uh, you, you just don't do that to people. And uh, I think that yeah, she should definitely be uh, arrested. I mean, for uh, threatening someone with a dangerous weapon, a machete, really? Not I mean, once, you know, not she, once, twice. Twice, exactly. Yeah, that 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 depicts a woman who is not in the right frame of mind and is suffering from a mental illness. Well, Joe, I I appreciate your call. Thank you, and you have a great morning. And um, I I don't just stop at the professor. This, this is a climate, and th- there's no other way to say this, folks. Progressive politicians really need to crawl back into the hole from which they came. Because we are looking at destructive society where they're telling people every day, several times a day, several times a day, your dysfunctional behavior. It's nothing wrong with you. It's racism. It's the man's fault. You have been mistreated. You can do anything that you want to do, whether it's legal or not. That's the world that we live in. Christine in Manhattan, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning to you. It's a great show. Thank you. And I I also had a horror story from Hunter. And without mentioning names, I was in an honors graduate class uh, for GPA 4.00, and I was blackballed from there. And the person involved ordered his staff, he was uh, one of the heads of one of the departments, ordered his staff, my professors, to give me Fs to get rid of me. In other words, he ruined their academic freedom. Uh, and they told me about this. They weren't about ready to lay down and let him steamroll them. And they took tremendous risks to tell me that. There was also a sexual harassment case that came out of this that went to the committee that uh that I after a year they sent me a letter no no harassment found I got a phone call the same day from a person whose name will remain unmentioned of in a high position and he said you were the victim of sexual harassment you need to get a lawyer and fight this from outside there was also an incident where one of my fellow students was discriminated against because she wanted to write a paper that regarded something about Israeli women. So she felt there was anti-Semitism in addition to that. In my case, it was just sheer hatred from the person who ran the department that I, I was studying. I understand, in. Christine, and I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry that you went through that. Sometimes these things uh, do happen. They do happen on college campuses. Thank you for the call, Christine. But in this case, I'm proud of Hunter College because they didn't say we're going to investigate and it'll take five months and six months down the road. And academic freedoms, we have to look at the situation. We have to investigate. They said, you're fired. You're out of here right now. Don't come back. We are going to take a break. That is to the college professor that threatened a a post reporter and photographer, not once but twice, with a machete, holding it to the side of their face, chasing the photographer down the block. All he did was take her picture. She didn't want her photo taken. 
We're dealing with that. We're dealing with Jordan Neely's uncle. You can't make this stuff up. The same guy that says the Marine should not get a pardon. The Marine, it was racial. This dude, according to the NYPD, is pickpocketing people and has been arrested for it. So now we know the dysfunction from which Mr. Neely comes from, and we now know why, right, some of you called up uh, yesterday. Well, you know, Dominic, it's unfair to to question where were the family members of Mr. Neely before, you know, Mr. Neely, you can't make somebody get help. Well, how can you how can you advise your nephew to get help when when according to the NYPD you're pickpocketing people, you're a scam artist, and now he's been arrested, sir? Let me give you some free advice as I toss to a break for the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and Frank Morano standing by for one a.m. Here's some free advice, Mister Uncle. If you're going to criticize the establishment and criticize the Marine, and criticize the district attorney, and criticize the NYPD. You shouldn't have open warrants or have the NYPD looking for you. I'll be right back. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Two NYPD officers struck by a fleeing vehicle in East Harlem just hours ago. The incident happened after two officers assigned to the 23rd Precinct for extra enforcement pulled over a white Range Rover around 9.20 p.m. Both officers were struck by the vehicle on East 116th and 3rd Avenue and then dragged Surveillance video shows taken to Harlem Hospital where they are expected to survive. This is the climate of exactly what I'm talking about. This climate that progressive politicians, they have essentially poisoned society with society with their rhetoric. The AOCs of the world the AOCs of the world, and the rest of them. She's not the only one. And they need to crawl back in the hole in which they came from because your social work ideas and and policies are destroying life for the rest of us. When does it stop? Hannah in the Bronx, good morning. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Good morning. I just want to tell you that... I've been listening to, you know, I called before. I've spoken to you. Do you remember me? Uh, I don't off the top of my head, Hannah, but oh, go yeah. ahead. I know you talk to a lot of people. I get to the point. I just want to tell you, I think you're the most honest journalist out there uh, I've heard. You know, um, there are times when I listen to your radio show every day. Uh, you well, know, on you. Friday. Thank you. And I just want to tell you, you know, just because... I disagree in the beginning, but when I hear you thoroughly explain um, your reasoning, it makes common sense. It's like I live in the Bronx, and I hear shotguns almost every day. I just heard it like while I'm listening to your radio show. And I'm really sorry for that, Hannah. I apologize because nobody should be normalized to listen to listening to gunshot and and, and, uh, rifle shots and so on and so on. Yeah, I agree. And the thing is, we have people just giving excuses after excuses. And, you know, the media is, like, eating and spoon-feeding people what they want to hear, as well as also, like, excuses, excuses. And you're the only journalist I know who tell like it is. And I want to thank you, and I wish more people would actually understand your reasoning. And you're 100% when you said is the the progressives is creating a climate of people to give excuse to shoot a cop, shoot a person. It's just disgusting and just like not really getting to the root of the matter. And I thank you so much for your show to, to you know, make me not that way. It's just, it's just a, like, you know, like a sea of approval, let's say. 
I am tired of the city being very violent. And yet we are like consumed of making people excuses of their uh, environment. And yes. I thank you so much. Well, Hannah, I thank you. God bless you. Thank you, Hannah. And God bless you as well. I really appreciate your call. And I, Hannah, I hope that things will change and that you don't have to listen to gunfire, gunshots almost every night. Thank you, Hannah. It's just not supposed to be like that. And that's why I do what I do. That's why I step on toes, step on feet, because something has to change. And the George Floyd case, no one should die the way Mr. Floyd died. But in the same token, he is not the one to hold up as a hero. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And since the George Floyd case, look at at how far we have fallen behind. So you attack the police, the police retreat. You attack the police, no anti-crime unit. Now you got thugs walking around thinking they're the mayor, thinking they're calling the shots, believing they can do anything they want to do. Oh, you feel like pushing a woman's head into a subway? They do it. They do it. It has to stop. It really has to stop. Phil in the Bronx. Good morning, Phil. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Uh, if, this, if this woman with the uh, machete, this professor, this African-American woman, if she would have accidentally pushed this thing up against the guys. Wait, 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 Phil. I don't know if she's African-American. I, I know that she's of color, but I don't know for sure what she is. But go okay, ahead. Okay, a woman of color, my mistake, woman of color who put this thing up against the guy's throat. If she had panic and accidentally severed his throat and this guy died, would we have this, this, this incredible frenzy that we have with this guy Neely going on with the death of uh, Mr. Neely? I don't think so. I don't think so. It is, you're right about this agenda with the uh, uh, progressive people. What they want to do is they want to turn – Turn, you are white, you're evil. You're this, you're evil. You're that, you're evil. They're categorizing society. They're setting the ground rules, which you cannot have. The ground rules of society are an inherited thing that people have lived through, they've grown up with. You don't suddenly reverse everything and invert society because what happens is, look, this thing with Neely, it's the city's fault. We know that. They let him walk around. He's the top 50 of mentally ill people. They did nothing. This professor probably has a similar background where she's gotten away with this in the past in more extreme cases or less. And they just they say, well, you you got to forgive these. Forgive and forget these people. Meanwhile, meanwhile, God forbid, God for freaking bid. If you if you're if you're white and you stand up for yourself as Mr. Penny did, unfortunate that that the guy died that it was in his, in his grasp. But the point is, you are condemned before you're even in court. You are guilty before any any notion of being uh, non guilty. Well, Phil, I, I I hear you and I agree with a lot of what you just said, and I and I'm still stuck on this, right? So. Obviously, we know that you're not uncle of the year uh, when 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 your nephew, Mr. Neely, is homeless and and mentally ill and you're speaking out now. But where were you when he needed, excuse me, when he needed your help? And so now we know why, because according to the NYPD, you were pickpocketing people, role model of the year, pickpocketing people. And this is what the NYPD deals with all day long, all day long. I will continue with your calls in just a second. I'm joined by Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Hello, Dominic. So what do you have coming up this morning? Well, uh, you might have heard the story. I know you did because we spoke about it off air of Woody Allen saving the life of former New York City Council President Andrew Stein. And uh, Andrew Stein is going to join me. We're going to talk about that 
and uh, get his views on what's happening in the political community these days. And uh, we're also going to, I'm sure you also saw the big news today about Ford backtracking on AM radio. I have one of the best radio consultants and a fine talk show host in his own right, Walter Sabo, joining me to talk about that. He's got a column in Talkers Magazine talking about that. And then a medical professional who was all about the COVID lockdowns. He was all about the mandates, all about the masking, basically the Cuomo Fauci attitude, and he's totally changed his tune on this. He's going to join us to tell us why and what the data suggests about how COVID should have been properly handled, and it wasn't. A lot of other fun stuff as well. So I'm looking at some of the comments, and Henry Duran just sent me a message, and he says that the professor, Machete Professor, sounds Hispanic, and I agree. Uh, he says that the name sounds Hispanic, and I believe she is Hispanic. Frank Morano's coming up in just minutes, the other side of midnight. Frank and I will together try our best right now up until the top of the hour to answer your questions. Block in New Rochelle. Good morning. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. Well, Dominic, you stole a lot of my thunder with your comments, uh, and I, w- I think you hit the nail right on the head. And uh, but I think it's even worse. Uh, you may remember that uh, no less a person than Joe Biden, when he was running for president in 2020, said in so many words, if you don't commit a violent crime, you have no business uh, going to prison. Well, bribery is not a violent crime. Blackmail is not a violent crime. Swindling some nice old lady out of her life savings is not a violent crime. But if you don't enforce those crimes, you uh, and uh, having no border, uh, letting people into the country illegally. Now they act surprised when they show up at cities all over the the country. I mean, it, it seems to be at every level of government, state, local, and, and federal. Uh, I don't know any liberal Democrats anymore. They're all leftists. Well, that thank you for the call, Block. That That is a sad statement that they're all leftists, but it does seem to be that way. Frank, do you have a comment? I mean, not really. I mean, I think there are a lot of old-school liberal Democrats still around, I think those voices don't tend to get amplified in the cable news era in which we're we're living in. I, I think they're still out there, but I don't think they're being heard prominently in the media. Let's go to Victor on Staten Island. Victor, we have about 20 seconds left. Go right ahead. Dominic, uh, two comments. Uh, one, uh, the Marine. The Marine guy, I'm positive with. I'm glad he did what he did. Imagine if he sat down, didn't do anything. Now, let's imagine a NYPD officer sitting on the same train took action. And let's see if he didn't take action. What would the public will say? Right. Well, well, thank you, Victor. Uh, You know, he raises, Frank, a good point. If the Marine didn't take action and we found out he was on that train, all hell would break loose. Very possibly. Very possibly. Well, folks, you want to keep it right there. One of the best shows on radio is coming up right now. Frank Marano and the other side of Midnight. But a lot is going on this morning. News-wise, we have police officers injured, a man shot in the head uh, uh, in Manhattan. And for those stories and the very latest, here's Alex Barnard.